Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this episode, it's that time of year where some of our teammates went to the annual Wisconsin Credit Union League convention, and we're sitting down with them today to recap, rehash, go over all that was convention. Give us one more. Grab the thesaurus. Give us one more. <laughs> <laughs> Rework. Okay. Beautiful. And this is a very special episode of the convention recap because we have with us here three of the big brains from Exclamation Services, Arcuso, which we've talked about before. And this was Arcuso's debut at convention. So those are the people we're talking about. A lot We have previously done an episode like this where we have talked just employee time, but this is a big year for us. So we're going to spend a lot of time. We're, we're just going to get right into it. <laughs> so exciting. But we're, we're going to start with introductions. So to my left, this lovely lady right here, we will go around the table, go around the horn, and introduce yourself, tell us what you do, and go from there. We don't Take have it. any other questions this time around, so that's good. So you, my you, name, I can no. make some up. No, <laughs> I'll shout them. I can impromptu <laughs> that. <day. laughs> uh, Katie Zaleski, I am the VP of Human Resources uh, for Simplicity and Exclamation Services, um, and I do human resources, culture, training, and all that fun jazz. It's all mostly jazz. Mostly jazz. jazz. It's soft jazz because it's HR. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Alan Bergstrom. I am the CEO of Exclamation Services, our CUSO. And I'm Ben Bauer, VP of Marketing, both at Simplicity and Exclamation. And, uh, yeah, I just pretty much keep these two in line. Just barely. (laughs) Just barely. Barely. And then Alan keeps you in line, and it all it all works out. Right. It's a fine line. It's yeah. a very fine line. <laughs> so before we launch into the really hard-hitting questions, and I make up something that Katie isn't anticipating now that she thinks she got off. Um, easy. Uh, this So for Ben and Katie and I, I also went to convention. This was not our first year. Alan, this was your first time ever attending convention. That's correct. True story. In Wisconsin. I've been yes. to a couple other conventions in Michigan, but uh, this is the first in Wisconsin. Okay. And and uh, how did how does the Wisconsin Credit Union League convention compare to the Michigan? It was a great convention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it's a little bit smaller than Michigan's okay. convention, um, but still, you know, jam filled, packed with all kinds of great things. That sounds good to me. Excellent. And this year' convention was at the Grand Geneva Resort. The former Playboy Club in Lake Geneva. Yep. So interesting topic of conversation. No real proof that it was the Playboy Club. Nothing salacious. With a golf course. Uh, With a golf course. A bunny oh, hill. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was yeah. a bunny hill. <laughs> <laughs> and like secret passageways, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. No, you need to tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, so there were secret passageways? Yeah, they were... I was talking to Jennifer Esser from the league, okay. and she was telling me that when they went over to look for where the um, yoga sessions were at 6 a.m., which I definitely did not attend, um, <laughs> that they were talking about the secret passageways over in the spa area that they used to use to escort celebrities around unnoticed. So, I mean, I would say that that would confirm, right, that it was a... Probably, probably there were secret passageways, passageways. and people being scooted back and forth. I read, 
Where did, I don't remember, in part of what they, I don't know if I read it there at the resort, probably in the book in our room. I read, uh, there was a list of some of the celebrities and like Sonny and Cher was on that list and that impressed me, I don't know why. Oh, Sammy, sure. Sammy Davis Jr. I think was one the of them. Pack, yeah. I might be mm-hmm. making this up, but that's okay. It just is cool. Yeah. Thank you. That sounds sounds cool. It sounds cool. Please don't fact check me. Well, at the all. place was. I mean, with the odd layout and the unique architecture and stuff like that, I would not be shocked at all if there were secret passageways and right? some nooks and crannies that we don't know about. Yeah. And maybe they don't even know about, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just find it someday. Right. Still undiscovered. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sue, so what Katie, did you think about it as a, an attendee in the session? As as an attendee of the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was an amazing venue. It just, that's such a beautiful part of the state anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... The hotel was beautiful. The convention area was really beautiful. And actually, uh, even though where we had to stay was a little far flung from where the sessions were and everything like that, Mm -hmm. I felt like sessions, uh, keynotes, all of that were pretty compact, which I like. like, You don't want to have to go on a 15-minute jog to get to the next place you have to be. and Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was really good. I, to be honest with you, I felt a little. Put, I feel put on the spot to actually give you any memories of convention because the first <laughs> day and a half definitely were very foggy. Very, I was very much not like I was there physically, very much not there mentally, <laughs> up until our our presentation on Thursday. So and we'll get more into that. Yes, but first. What other sessions did you guys go to during the time uh, and any kind of takeaways from those? Yeah, so since we were there from um, the QSO standpoint, we were actually there on the vendor side, which was really interesting to attend a convention from that perspective when you're normally there as an Mm -hmm. attendee. Um, So we attended or we went to or I went to very little actual breakout sessions. We went to the wild session, which I am sure we will as you mentioned, we'll talk about. And then um, I actually crashed the Crashers at convention. Tell us Um, about the Crashers. Yeah, so the Crashers is a group, uh, the hype group is a group of young professionals um, that apply and get to come to convention, and they have separate breakout sessions, separate topics, um, are in some general sessions, but also have their own um, speakers and sessions. So one of of the sessions, or the session that I crashed was... um, Angela Russell and Eric Hastings from CUNY Mutual Group. So they are um, the, you know, the big force in CUNY Mutual Group on diversity, inclusion, and equity. And then Eric Hastings also has kind of another uh, position with uh, strategic growth. Um, but they do a lot of work on, on diversity, inclusion, and equity. And so they talked about the importance of that and, and ways to bring that back to um, the credit unions. And it was more of a Q&A with the YP group prior to their presentation, which was a later um, general session that they presented on. So it was really cool. I went through Development Educator with the two of them, so they're um, good friends of mine, and so I decided to, you know, crash the crashers. It's like crest, crest, I can't say it, crashception. Like inception, only for crashing. (laughs) I was like the old person in the room. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who's the old lady in the back? Who's oh. the old lady? So creepy. Yeah. Stop it. Creepy that old make lady. You feel? <laughs> I know. I was, it, was, it was weird being like. <laughs> Do you people even have driver's licenses? <laughs> <laughs> My first time coming. I've been in the credit union in a year. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but it was cool. So you, they, did they give you a rocking chair to sit in and you just rocked and bent <laughs> no. in the back? Okay, maybe no. next time. Okay, That'd be awesome. Yeah, I should bring, I learned to knit. <laughs> but what if you don't learn to knit? Just bring just yarn and yarn. knitting needles and just make Tie a knots. big mess of a ball. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Walk out halfway through, learn life skills and just throw your knitting. Some yeah. really, but okay, so there were really good sessions. Mm-hmm. The uh, first keynote speaker had a lot to say about omni-channel delivery and uh, different, he actually, he did a keynote Thursday morning and then had some sessions on progressive credit unions and things that they're doing. So that, it's always really fascinating, I think, to go to a place like, something like convention or some of the other different things that we get to attend and remember like the first time as you're sitting in that keynote and hearing, oh my gosh, that's a completely different idea and you just blew the doors to my brain right open and now everything that I was thinking yesterday is completely different because now you've opened up this thing that needs to be the direction that we're thinking. So that and then uh, Friday morning, the keynote was a gentleman who has, I wish I had written, I'll find their website, um, wish I had written down the name of their organization, but they, he runs a nonprofit that cleans up the Mississippi River and some of the tributary rivers. So really interesting story. He started it at 22, talk about your, your hype kids, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of passion. And now it is 20 years later and he has three or four full-size barges that he just and he has crews of people and he's just pulling trash and tires and refrigerators and all kinds of stuff, bodies, apparently, uh, out of the Mississippi, I think it's Mississippi, the Missouri, and I can't remember the other one. So that was, and what was really cool about his story was to be able to tie it back into the credit union. And he started, when he started, he, went to banks, he asked everybody for money, and you know what he needed to do was buy a motor for his boat. He just had a little, he, he was, he uh, dug clams, I think? And they had a little, they just had like a little skiff, I think is what you call it, and they, he needed a motor that, so he could start filling that little boat with garbage. And he went to banks, he couldn't get a loan at a bank, didn't have any collateral, he was a 22 year old kid with a crazy idea. Um, he ended up being able to get that loan at a credit union. Ultimately, he went, as his operation grew, he needed a truck, to just a you know plain Jane, not even a commercial truck, just a pickup truck. And he didn't have, this was his full-time job, so he didn't have, still didn't have collateral, you know, and a group of credit unions from around where he started and where he lived donated money 11, I think 11 different credit unions donated money and bought him a used truck. And so just really a cool story, number one, of a guy who found his passion, found something that mattered to him, and just put everything he had in his life into it. And then also to be able to go, hey, 
you know, to a credit union and say, this is my passion, this is what I think needs to happen in the world, and credit unions help to make it happen. So those are the two most memorable sessions I think that I went to. Well, although, Alan, there was another session that we attended together. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> well, before we do that, you know, it just struck me as we're having this conversation that maybe we should um, let our readers in on uh, kind of the, the real reason for the convention, uh, not just to go out and have a, uh, a nice time to relax. But, uh, you know, there's really two purposes for a convention like this, and that's to, to learn, right? So the sessions that we've been talking about are learning sessions, but also to network with other people from credit unions and, and exchange best practices and share best ideas. And I think that's something important uh, to note and, and worth pointing out that that that's pretty unique among credit unions, among financial institutions. Credit unions do it on a regular basis. Uh, we share with each other best practices, great ideas, and um, what works and what doesn't work. And you won't find that happening with most banks or other mm -hmm. financial institutions. So, you know, that is unique in the credit union space, and I think it's, um, it's an important distinction about who we are. That's a very good point. That's, that's a thing that we, we talk about a lot. I don't know that we highlight enough for the general population to know that if we needed help, mm -hmm. if we need an idea, um, we can go out and find it and we can get, you know, pick people's brains and there's a ton of that that happens. And I know in some, in some industries you can attend something like uh, a convention or something where a vendor will tell you. You can watch a session with a vendor who will tell a whole bunch of people from different banks credit unions, other businesses, here's the thing you should be doing, let this vendor tell you how to do this thing. But it really is different at the Credit Union League Convention and a lot of the things we attend where, you know, it's genuinely people from other credit unions saying, hey, you guys, here's the thing that we tried. It was really successful for us. Here's what was great about it. And here's all of our thinking behind it. So please take that and steal it because it's good for people. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so... I think it's extremely evident, too, to piggyback off of that, Alan, is when you go to a conference that's not a credit union conference, it's it's almost painful because the networking and the the collaboration and just the, the friendliness of the people at credit union conferences, like you're best friends instantly with people, and it's, it's not this exclusive club. And um, we were at a conference <clears throat> not long ago, and I walked up to a table just like I do at any credit union event, and I was like, hi, I'm Katie, this is, you know, we're with Exclamation Services, and I started talking, and they were like, hi, nice to meet you, and then just turned back into a conversation and essentially just, like, stepped over and, like, cut me out of the conversation. <laughs> it was it was shocking to me to, mm -hmm. to, to experience that because we're so fortunate on how much people in the credit union movement really do want to work with each other and are friendly and networking and not, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like an elite club that you have to spend years getting membership into. It's a, oh, you work at credit unions? Me too. We're going to go grab pizza later. You want to mm -hmm. join us? And it's just, it's, mm -hmm. it's 
really yeah. cool that way. Well, and I think the big word there is cooperation, right? You go mm-hmm. to one of those other conferences and either you're you're hiding a secret because you don't want to, you know, show your cards to everyone or you're you have this thing in your mind of what's in it for me, you know, what what what's this conversation going to do for me? Right. And at a credit union conference, we all know that we're there for each other. We're like Alan said, right. we're sharing best practices, you know, and it's doesn't matter which what size credit union you're from, doesn't matter what department you work in, where you are in the org chart. What can we do to help each other? And that's that really is something special. Mm-hmm. So you asked me about the other session. I did ask you <laughs> about that other session. Talk about sharing ideas a little bit. Ooh, segue. So that oh. other session, um, <clears throat> both Sue and I had the privilege of being part of a, um, a group called uh, the Wild Innovators. Um, and this is a kind of a spinoff of a, a national program which another participant sitting at the table with us this morning, Ben, <laughs> is a part of. Um, but this one's focused just on Wisconsin credit unions. And there were about 15 participants from a variety of credit unions around the state that participated in the program. And the program basically is a deep dive into an approach to developing, uh, identifying and developing innovative concepts uh, with the idea that um, these 15 people divided into three teams um, would explore different needs that cre- the credit union movement or credit unions uh, and its members um, need um, in the form of products or services. Uh, and so, as I said, Sue and I were fortunate to be on the same team, uh, Team Propel, the best team. Yeah, it um, was. It was actually And uh, we created a concept, and at convention, each of the three groups had to present their concept. So it was about six months' worth of work that uh, each of these three teams put into their idea, into their concept, developing a prototype, testing that prototype, um, and then bringing it forward and and sharing it with the the larger group at the convention. And I'll let you explain exactly what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Put me on the spot. So the... The cool thing about the WILD program and the I3 program as well is that the purpose is to look at a human problem and to solve not, it is not creating a product to make money. It is creating a product that meets humans where they're at and solves a unique human problem. And I think the strength of this kind of innovative solution is that there as the world changes and transforms, you will never run out of human problems. And I think our our particular pro- project is sort of indicative of that because it is a human problem that is relatively new. And so the project that Alan and I worked on is was a prototype for a relationship built. I'm trying to I'm trying to build the elevator speech right now in my head. A relationship building survey, similar to a Facebook survey type thing that's meant to engage people as they're moving into opening an account online. So something that we can add into that process that takes away that sort of lonely, sterile feeling that online account opening can have and gets people engaged with their financial institution because they start, the financial institution gets the power of learning who that person sort of is as a human being and what their preferences are. And that a lot of the things that we looked at as we were building the prototype was 
getting behind how do you like to do things what how does your how does your workspace look just to really get a good sense so that then it can recommend things that a human being if they were standing in front of you and had that same conversation would recommend that the credit union would have so so would you agree that the approach that we we took or we netted on was unconventional in nature yes I would agree very much, yes. So in, so I guess what I'm getting at is instead of having somebody fill out a paper form that's got a bunch of different fields, name, address, occupation, uh, all of those things, uh, we used imagery. We used uh, questions that, as Sue said, uh, dove a little deeper into the underlying psychological reasons behind why people do things the way they do, but in a very engaging way. Um, and using technology, um, using, um, you know, an online application approach um, was very um, unique and, and unconventional. Yes. Yes. And it, it, and it was a great experience to be able to develop something like that with the idea of, you know, what what is the problem that the person is facing and not, oh, what would we really like, you know, as credit union employees or as QSO employees to make our jobs easier or, you know, mm -hmm. what's the thing that bugs us that we should fix? But to say, oh, and uh, do you mind if I say something about your son? No, go right Okay. Ahead. So the whole reason behind our uh, project was the very first day that our group met, Alan started to tell us about his son, Nick who had opened an account at a credit union, 21 years old he was Correct. at the time, and gone in and Alan was absolutely flabbergasted because he had walked out without a debit card, I think without a checking account, did not have anything that you would think automatically a 21-year-old kid going to college would, would have been offered. And it came with this sense that no one had had a conversation with Nick to to really pull him in and say, what are you going to do? How do you like to do things? And uh, it was, I think for you, Alan, and you can speak to this, sort of disappointing because that was the credit union you were working for at the time, right? Well, that's right. And, you know, I think it's indicative of, you know, how we sometimes just make assumptions. Um, and in this particular case, the credit union assumed that Nick knew uh, what the credit union offered, that Nick knew what he needed. Uh, mm -hmm. And clearly that was not the case. So, you know, how do we get at those underlying needs and understand those things that um, exist for people who really aren't familiar with the financial services space, especially young people? Um, so that was our challenge, um, and we set out to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Ben and Katie attended that session. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I just... As long as we're putting this on record, I want to thank everyone from the credit union who attended that session and, and the QSO and supported us because – also, I want to thank you all for not letting me know ahead of time. That we were there. That you were there. <laughs> that I just one of us really, there. really, truly appreciated that. <laughs> I mean, there we were, were least... like moving chairs and grew an entire table. Was... Well, there are at least a couple hundred people in that room, I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 
was a nice audience for some great ideas. Yeah. And not only did Ben attend, but he was a judge. I sure was. An impartial judge. Quote, unquote, judge. (laughs) A judge more like an observer tasked to ask a question. But you did have a very judgy look on your face. I know. So you nailed it. Well, I had to define, or, you know, I had to hit the judge definition (laughs) somehow. I think the black robe and the gavel added to the... (laughs) The wig was a bit much. Appearance. It's all about appearance. (laughs) No, you guys did a great job, and it was it was fun to to be a to have a very tiny role in that session. Mm-hmm. So, well, and you knew you already knew a lot about our project. As, yeah. as an outsider, you probably knew the most <laughs> at the credit union about our project because you had probably you'd heard me talk a lot about yeah. it. Yeah, we had been See? talking about it. But you know, that said, um, I still learned a lot um, from your presentation. Um, you know, you guys, one of those things, and even. After seeing your presentation, that is a tiny amount of information to show the great amount of work that you did over the course mm-hmm. of those six months. So um, I still learned a lot, even though I had a little insider information going in. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I should also just add that um, however you're feeling about it now, now that it's done and it's not a thing that's on your regular calendar, um, you should be super proud of what you did and the amount of time that you put into that. Um, as Alan mentioned, being an I3 now, um, I kind of always had this perception that Wild was like mini I3 or something, but um, I'm just getting ready to present our first project in I3, and really the experiences have been very, very similar. Um, the, maybe one of the biggest differences is just that my teammates are from all over the country instead of all over mm-hmm. the state. But otherwise, the, you know, the, the method, the, the innovation method, the process, our presentations, um, our structure for our presentations is a tiny, dif- a tiny bit different, but for the most part, it's been a very, very similar program. So um, kudos to you guys for taking the leap and doing it. And um, I hope that you made some great connections and had an awesome experience because I know that's one thing that I got out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there was one guy I met. and I mean, he's fine. He's, he seems <laughs> nice. But we'll see. I mean, it's all to be determined if, if he sticks around. <laughs> Hi, buddy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else. <laughs> But it's not all speakers. It's not all of that stuff. There's other stuff that happens to convention at convention, including the expo hall, yeah. which is uh, from as an attendee this year. You know, my primary experience in the expo hall is uh, what kind of swag, <laughs> what kind of booths, yes. what are we eating, what are we drinking, what's happening in the expo hall. But you guys had a totally different experience in the expo hall as QSO. People. So talk to us about that. What was that like? Well, uh, similar to what I said before about just that whole idea of cooperation. I mean, I was a little nervous being there as an exhibitor thinking, okay, how, you know, how much thumb twiddling are we going to do waiting around for someone to come up and start a conversation or whatever? Or, you know, are, are people going to be open to our ideas if we start the conversation? And um, I mean, the good news is, Everybody that walked by, I mean, you know, there were certainly people that just walked on by, but everybody that um, we had a conversation with, it was a, I felt like it was a really good conversation. People are open to exploring and learning, and I feel like a lot of people were there with purpose, and that was mm-hmm. to find out what we were about and hear what we um, could offer. And my um, conclusion at the end of our time there as an exhibitor is that I think what we're, what we're selling is something that people are willing to buy. You know, I mean, I think that. Um, we've we've kind of struck a chord and are hitting a need that people have kind of been looking for for a while. So overall, 
great experience, even though it certainly was different uh, mm-hmm. being an exhibitor versus just a regular credit union attendee. But. I would echo that. Apart from that, um, and kudos to Ben and, and marketing team for putting together um, and designing such a beautiful booth. We had uh, a lot of compliments uh, about the booth. Uh, it was a big booth. First time that we've had it fully assembled. Uh, it's a double yeah. wide, you might say. Yeah. Uh, it's actually it's the class. size of a football field. Is that true? Right. Yeah. That is, it is actually 100 yards long. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure that people saw it. <laughs> and that they did. I mean, it's, it stood out really well. And so I think for the first time presenting in front of that audience, the credit union uh, audience of Wisconsin, um, we made a, a very favorable and strong impression. So I'm pleased with that. I don't think I could share anything more from the booth perspective. Again, um, everybody that we talked to was was really excited about some of the things that we're looking at doing and helping people with, or small credit unions, mid-sized, mid-sized credit unions with. Um, you asked the question about swag. I think we, on top of having the coolest booth, also had some really awesome swag. Um, our books, are, we had these really cool booklets or journals. Journals, yeah. thank you. Um, that went real fast. That went really fast. I think the only other swag that I thought was interesting was the weird ruler yardstick. Yeah. Somehow it was Somehow a hit. <laughs> it was a hit. It was like this long yardstick that took you back to like grade school when teachers could I still saw. like slam the yardsticks on the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was literally a hit. People were hitting, hitting it. Actually, it was <laughs> a true. lot of violence. Yeah. Um, the HR humor in me was like, I should get that. And every time I meet a new employee, like, just slam it on the desk. I didn't, obviously. We run a tight ship. We smash. <laughs> um, I'll show. I'll show my humor side once they get to know me. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think it was very cool. It was the 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 exhibitor hall was um, a good space um, location wise. We couldn't have had a better location in there, and we had. Um, Man, we had we had a lot of backup and conversations, and the three hours went fast. I felt like I talked all three hours, so I was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we can agree with love. You mm. were going to talk all three hours anyway, but yeah, true. there were at least people listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't to Ben, Allen, and Mike, so they were thankful for that. So question, big question, big broad question. Answer it however you care to. When a vendor comes to something like that expo at the credit union convention, what is the purpose behind it? What are you thinking as you're going in to do that? Well, with my marketing and sales hat on, I mean, for sure, objective number one is to have some good conversations and generate some leads, you know, um, you know, and that's the salesy part of it. But the, again, the, I guess cooperation is the theme of the day for me, but um, also, just knowing that we have the opportunity to help some of these smaller credit unions and being there and being a solution for them, I think, is important, and that's the fulfilling part. Um, and you know, I think that it's a reason for all of the great conversations there at the convention is that a lot of these credit unions, the people that are stopping and seeing us, they they don't have the resources of, you know, let alone a, a bigger credit union, but especially a big national bank or something like that. I mean, a lot of the solutions that were there as a vendor or as an exhibitor, um, you know, Bank of America, Wells, whatever, they they have all of that stuff in-house, you know, and, and the budgets for each of those departments is probably bigger than, you know, the asset sizes of some of these credit unions that are coming and visiting us. So, um, so yeah, you're, you're certainly there to generate some business and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I think, and it's a special thing about what we get to do. It's that higher purpose to, you know, knowing that we really can help, help people help smaller credit unions who are in turn, 
doing great mm -hmm. things for members. Well, I think along with that, I think a lot of the product and service offerings, like you were saying, it's we have a unique offering because I think a lot of what's out there is products and services for people to do those things, but not to have someone come alongside and, mm -hmm. I mean, do it for them, but do it with them and really be that for them. Mm. So for especially for smaller credit unions where that person, there's fewer people on the team, they're already wearing a lot of hats. They don't need something necessarily that will help them do that job. They need the people power to mm -hmm. come alongside them mm -hmm. and do it with them. Yeah. I think that it was confirmation for us. I mean, we've been putting a lot of, there's been a lot of conversations prior to this um, from a QSO team's perspective on here's, a, here's the things that we think small credit union services that we would like to provide. Um, and I think it was confirmation, especially for us, that we were on, that the areas that we wanted to help, the things that we kind of set up our offerings around were in fact the things that these small and mm -hmm. mid-sized credit unions wanted it and needed. Um, and I think harder for us was that we didn't say, here's a cookie cutter marketing campaign. Here's a cookie cutter thing that we're gonna offer from HR. Here's, here's exactly what we're gonna offer from IT. The fact that every credit union does have its own unique set of challenges and opportunities. Um, and so, yeah, it's more work to say that we can, as Vince said, walk alongside you and partner with you it it is what they need is that we can customize it and because we have that ability to I think it's making us more appealing um, and certainly in those conversations that we had that we didn't just say here's what you need we want to have a conversation to find out what are your opportunities and then present something to them I felt like that was really well received and I think it was just confirmation and all the work and the, the thought processes that we had going into convention that's a really good point that you're making I mean I think I have attended other conferences where I've gone to sessions or I've talked to vendors who will say, everybody's doing this thing. Everybody has to do this thing. If you're not doing this thing, you're wrong and you're behind. You're already behind. If you didn't start doing that six months ago, you're behind the curve. So what you have to do is write us a big check and now you're doing that thing and now you're winning. Mm -hmm. um, rather than let's talk about where you are and meet you at home of, you know, rather than deciding, well, you absolutely have to do video banking right now because you're insane if you're not. Maybe you're not ready to do a thing like that, or maybe you're doing it, but nobody knows you're doing it. So so no, some, a vendor coming and shoving a thing down your throat isn't necessarily the right approach at I all, I think ever. that's one of the key differences that we bring to the table is, you know, you have these other vendors that, you know, have been working with large credit unions. And our focus and, and the credit unions that we're interested in helping, uh, that we think we have a viable solution for, are credit unions like us. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've been through the same things that they're going through now. So we understand and we can appreciate uh, the issues they have. And there isn't, uh, you know, as, as we've said, a one-size-fits-all solution. And so you need to be flexible and you need to be able to adapt to what the specific needs of those smaller and medium-sized mm -hmm. credit unions are, um, you know, to, to help them survive and, and thrive in a very, very difficult and competitive environment we have today. Let's just dwell for a second uh, and sort of set the table so the people that are listening, if they're outside the credit un union industry, understand and say, 
what we're literally talking about is, you know, if you take Marshfield as a microcosm of what we're doing, we have big national banks with gigantic, we'll just say marketing (laughs) for the sake of it, gigantic marketing budgets, national marketing budgets, and they can get their message into people's faces nationally, you know, on the Super Bowl, and they can, they have the money to do that, and they're in the same town as $2 million credit unions. So a $2 million credit union still has to be able to get their message out, also offer the same things that BMO does to be able to attract members because people aren't going to come to someone who can't give them, you know, online and mobile banking, maybe check deposit, you know, some of those things that the big guys have. And that makes that whole thing very difficult for especially small credit unions. They, there isn't, unless you engage help, there isn't a way to offer people exactly the things that they can get at the big guys. There isn't a way to get in their face the way the big guys can. Um, when you are doing marketing and marketing HR and cleaning the toilets and <laughs> doing that all at one time. Well, you know, and let's talk about why that is. I mean, you mentioned the big banks, the national banks, and they have, you know, a lot of money to be able to go out and market and buy Super Bowl ads. And the reason for that, and I think it's important to, to constantly make this distinction, is that banks are for profit. Mm-hmm. And their objective is to make as much money from their customers as they can so that they can return um, to their shareholders um, a profit at the end of the day. Credit unions, on the other hand, are not for profit. Um, we are not in the business of trying to take as much of our members' money as we can. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We're trying to help our members keep as much of their money as they can or we can help. So we don't have the huge marketing budgets that they have because each and every dollar that we spend on marketing is taking away from our members um, you know, mm-hmm. their money in, right. in effect, right? So we have to be good stewards of how we spend those resources. And we, you know, we just can't throw money around on marketing campaigns like, like the big banks can. So that's a key difference. So, you know, we have to find other ways to, to reach our members, uh, to reach prospective members and help them understand the credit union advantage, you know, why we are a, um, I'll say it, uh, a better alternative um, You're so than controversial a bank. right now, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not everybody really understands that, you mm-hmm. know. It, they look at credit – a lot of people, I think, look at credit unions as just another alternative, just mm-hmm. another fin- you know, type of financial institution. But we're fundamentally different. In fact, I would argue, and you guys have heard me say this before, 180 degrees off from what uh, for-profit banks do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what makes us different and unique. And, you know, getting that message out has been hard because we don't have the marketing dollars. But I think those people that um, are credit union members have an appreciation for, uh, for that difference. Um, and, and it's a real difference. Very good point. Mic drop. Right. We're, like, that's no, it. We're done. Mic. We're done. Please don't drop the mic. <laughs> so... Final thoughts. Now, so I'm going to ask a question. We've already sort of talked about it, but if it's restating it, if you have other thoughts, let us know. If you want to sing a song. Oh, yeah. If this yeah. is a good time for beat poetry. Whatever. So, so good. final thoughts. Why bringing it back to convention? 
Why is it a good investment for us to send people? Why, uh, why should people go? Maybe those that haven't gone uh, from the credit union, from the QSO. So why is it a good investment to send people and why should they go? I'm starting. Whoever Anybody. wants to start. I Everybody just, just to make eye contact you. with I know, you first. I was like, okay, <laughs> go. You're a conversation starter is the thing we know about you, so. What? I'm so quiet. Um, I think an advantage, and when you look at convention, it, go, it ties back to all the different things. So the networking, the collaboration, and the breakout sessions, right? So the, the cool thing with convention is that we make it an initiative to send individuals from across the organization. So... Um, for those of us that are in management positions or have been at the credit union a little bit longer, you know, our networking and our, and our um, footprint in the credit union movement might be a little bit bigger. But to have um, the opportunity to send um, some of our newest employees, maybe a, a year old, because we always try to send at least a couple of the people that have never been um, to that and really have them kind of see what it's like to network and to to meet credit union professionals and to be at a table across the table from a CEO of a credit union mm-hmm. and have a conversation, that's a really cool feeling that doesn't happen in every field. And so from an HR training perspective, um, having our employees understand the value and, and the investment that as a credit union we put in them, to me, I think that that's the coolest thing about convention is that we have, that we sent, you know, quite a few people down there and and it is an investment but such a worthy investment and um i think again that you know going back to the foundation of what we are as credit unions education is is a founding credit union operating principle and it's not just for our members it's for our employees and and so sending people to convention kind of reinforces that as as an organization and as an initiative so to me that's why it's so cool yeah yeah, I mean, you talk about the investment. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the return on that investment, right? So whether it's new credit union employee, seeing the bigger picture of credit union, seeing the cooperation at the league level, state level, maybe even national, um, that alone is a huge return on that investment. Um, you know, we know that people like to work and have a have a f- like to work in a fulfilling place, right? So I think that when you do things like league convention and kind of see some of that bigger picture of what we do as credit unions, it helps put the purpose behind what people are doing here at work, um, whatever role they're in. So I think that that's an easy easy way to get mm-hmm. the return on that investment. And yeah, you know, learning, you know, that that education. I mean, I, I've always been one to think where if you go to a convention, a conference, whatever it is, even just a quick learning seminar, whatever the dollar amount is attached to that, if you can bring back one thing that you might be able to either change in your skill set, your daily habits, or maybe organization-wide, um, you know, depending on what that one thing is, it could easily pay for whatever investment mm-hmm. there was to send you there. So, I agree with both uh, what both Ben and Katie have said. And, you know, I would just underscore the fact that I think the convention um, is a way to reinforce the credit union movement. You know, we've talked about the movement. I mean, the movement is real. Uh, credit unions, you know, were started for, uh, for a real reason and a real purpose. And the convention is a way to reinforce the collaboration, reinforce the principles of the cooperative movement um, around credit unions. And if for no other reason, I think it's important for that. Love it. And, and let me just, I'm going to throw one little thing in to say, you know, I attended as an employee 
So I did air quotes. Nobody can hear in quotes on the microphone. But <laughs> to attend as an employee, especially when we have a nice group of people from all over the place, it's also a great experience to spend concentrated time with people you don't get to spend time with. And to especially if you're all there, um, like you're learning things and your brain just starts to fire all new synapses and it's just it's a really exciting time and it's it's like a summer camp experience where you're you know do you know what I mean where there's new experiences there's new things to take away from it and then also you have this group of people that you all experienced it together so I think that that is one of the great great reasons for employees to attend and for us to make that investment to do that. What do you think, Vince? You've been to convention. You didn't have a ton to say to us today. You've <laughs> been an excellent, time. excellent and quiet host. But, <laughs> but you have been there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me as an employee, that was one of the things that, to Ben's point, as a newer employee, that you really get that big picture. Like, wow, this, is, this isn't just a job. This isn't just a paycheck. This, like, this is a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> There's a lot more to this. Um, you talk about the Credit Union Onion, right? There's different mm-hmm. levels of the movement. And to learn about all that, you're like, oh, man. And, and then to bring that back to your day-to-day and mm-hmm. realize that like, you're part of something bigger, whether, and especially if, on the teller line, somebody's standing in front of you yelling at you, and it's not a great experience. You can draw on that and like, okay, that wasn't awesome, but this is there's a bigger thing going on here. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we get to the wrap up? I'd like to make one last plug for the CUSO. So please make a plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been talking about the CUSO and the CUSO having a presence um, at the convention. Um, in the Expo Center and, and being a vendor. Um, we've talked about how the CUSO supports other credit unions, um, medium and, and smaller credit unions in particular. Uh, but the CUSO is also um, able to help other businesses, other community-based businesses that aren't necessarily either members of the credit union um, but have a need, have a need for marketing support, HR support, IT support, and um, finance support. So we're in a position to offer those services to other businesses as well. Very good point. And I will include a link to the CUSA's website. Excellent. Here along with the web, along with the blog that we will post for this. Speaking of links, any links, including the one that I couldn't think of, the Mississippi River guy. Mm-hmm. That is not his name. <laughs> It'd be a great will, name. It would it be a good name, but I will include the link to his organization and the CUSA website as well. Any of those links you can find on our blog at simplicity.coop slash blog right along with this episode. You can also listen to all of our episodes and find us on Anchor, iTunes, um, 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 Google Podcasts, but not Google Play if you look under the podcast still. And six other places that I can't think of off the top of my head. So basically your favorite iTunes or your favorite podcast apps, you can find us there. And listen to all of our episodes. I know I almost stopped talking, and then you were going to talk, and then I didn't stop. (laughs) So this is what it's like to work work with me. Go ahead, Vince. No comment. (laughs) Thank you to Katie, Alan, and Ben for joining us today. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 